2: And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Moson.
3: And I'm David Gura. Listen to the big take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday Podcast. In my twenties, I knew what career success looked
4: like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr.
4: This is the Greg Peterson experience on Visa the Esports Banking Network. We've got three tremendous hours for you as we've now got a whole bunch of Super Bowl props that are available. Thanks to our good friends at DraftKings and am going to be diving into a few of those and there are a couple that stood out to me. I'll be hitting upon those here in the next few minutes. So we've got you guys covered there. We've got you guys covered on what is going to be a great college basketball Tuesday and gonna be diving into those games and so much more and we're gonna be talking some NBA along the way as well as Andrew Cayley, who does tremendous work at covers. he's gonna be joining me in 15 minutes. We're gonna get his thoughts on the Super Bowl We're also gonna get some of his thoughts on what we're all seeing in the NBA perhaps a few games that we're gonna be seeing on Tuesday a little bit more difficult to be able to dive into some of these overnight NBA games. many of you guys much like myself that cages. Take a look, and man, you don't know who's going to be playing and who's not going to be in the NBA. It's probably the toughest sport to bet overnight, but we shall do our best there, and Andrew, he does amazing work. He's joining me in about 15 minutes. Our number two, Danielle Avari, does amazing work here at the network. She's going to be joining me. We're going to talk little college basketball, and occasionally she's got a player or two in the NBA. Depends upon if there's anything she likes in the Lakers or Clippers game, so... We shall see if we've got anything there, but Danielle does incredible work there. And on the top of that, for those of you that are friends of the or for those of you that are fans of the UCLA Bruins, she does a lot of their in studio broadcasts as well. So she's gonna be joining me in our number two of Long Jason Weingarten. Jason does incredible work taking a look at a lot of long shot futures. He does a nice job of being able to just extract value in general. I think that taking a look at these Super Bowl props. With him in hour number two is absolutely perfect. And then in hour number three, Tanner Kern. He does great work over at the Fade the Public Podcast. He's going to be joining me. We're going to get his little bit of a preview on the Super Bowl. And you heard it with Wes and Femi on Live Bet tonight a few hours ago. Johnny Avello, who is the main man over there at DraftKings, he was revealing the wide menu that you've got at DraftKings in terms of player props. And you do want to be taking a look from book to book at these props as they come out within the next few days as well. There are some books that already have them out. There are some books that are going to be hanging theirs within the next 24, 48 hours, but you always have at different books, different selections. I was talking a little bit yesterday about cross-board props, and typically the cross-board props are going to very much vary from book to book, especially if you get an East Coast book rather than a West Coast book. You have to think that the West Coast books are going to be catering a little bit more to the local teams, and same goes for the East Coast, so that is always something to gauge, but when it comes to betting player props in terms of Super Bowl, I've always found that with having success with these, you don't want to be necessarily going in thinking, oh, I can only take plus prices, there's a certain amount of juice that is a little bit of a threshold, because as I'm going through this, the prop that I really like the most right now, and I mean, maybe it's just me thinking is a field goal or an extra point to hit the upright or crossbar. So any sort of part of the goalposts, the yes is plus 450, the no is minus 650. It feels like this is something that happens in less than 10% of games at minus 650. So that what that implies is that it happens essentially two out of every 13 games. To me, that actually seems like really good value. Maybe... That's just me thinking just strangely in general, but I don't know. That was one that really stood out to me. Obviously, you've got your more traditional ones with regards to like, yes, no to throw an interception, which Patrick Mahomes, the under on an interception is minus 105. I honestly think that that that's relatively solid value there as well. But these are certainly ones that we're going to be taking a look at in terms of the coming weeks and I do think that it is important to be taking a look from book to book as well, because every book is going to have a little bit of variance with regards to these numbers with the player prop market. It is going to vary a lot more than you are going to find with regards to just a normal spread in total. Because if you're able to find in the NFL, anything that's more than a half a point off a market in terms of a side or total, you're finding absolutely incredible value when it comes to props. It's very rare that you're going to find book to book that it'd be in terms of like the passing yards prop, the rushing yards props be the exact same amount of yardage at the exact same amount of juice. So you do want to be trying to extract a little bit of value there because like if you take a look at the side in total in the Super Bowl right now, the uh, total is anywhere between 49 and a half and 50. I am not seeing a single book that is on anything other than that and the spread It is between one and a half and two. You're going to find a few cents of variance with the money line. Like right now, if you like the Chiefs, you're going to get it anywhere between a plus 105 to a plus 110. I'm sure that there will probably be a few plus 115s that pop up. And as a matter of fact, there have been some books that have been at plus 115 already. But it's not like you're finding just something that is way super duper off market. Unless if you are pounding this number within the first few minutes, of it being hung at a lot of places like Circa. They had the Kansas City Chiefs as a two and a half point favorite on the open. That swung all the way to the current number of two that we're finding within an hour. So it was really one of those cases where you had a very finite amount of time to be able to fire in on that. And now we are sort of seeing it settle in right now. Meanwhile, at the player props, you are going to be finding quite a bit more variance with that. What we're also finding in terms of I know that Wes and Femi were talking about this game a little bit earlier. More and more, shall we say, blown leads in college basketball. I feel like that's very fair to say. I know that there were a few people asking me on social media if I've got any sort of a theory as to why we have been seeing more blown leads because I've been noticing it as well. There's always meltdowns in college basketball. The MLB list goes on and on. I remember there was a big stretch I would say more like two to three years ago in the MLB where there were a lot of people that were very afraid to take a full game just because you would see some of these bullpens be totally cataclysmically bad. Honestly, I felt like bullpens were a little bit better in the calendar year 2022 in Major League Baseball than they had been in like 2021, 2020, 2019. are able to go down the list, but we we witnessed a massive calamity on Monday An Iowa State defense that is legitimately one of the best defenses in all of college basketball. If you take a look at them in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, top 15 team in all of college basketball. They get back a guy in Caleb Grill that is just so instrumental to their success. They get up in this game 23 points with 1230 remaining. Nope. They didn't come through. (laughs) If you had Iowa State, man... I really, really feel bad for you because it was one where that should have gotten there very easily and it does not. And I know that there are so many people that you might have them in a parlay, you might have had them straight up, things of this nature, and you're saying, man, I should have hedged something of that nature. And there's just no way of knowing what teams are slash are not going to be pooping the bed in situations like this because, man, it's difficult. And You just see it so many different times in sports. Like we saw the two two NFL championship games yesterday, the AFC championship game and the NFC championship games. They weren't necessarily the world's greatest watches, but what it did really show was just the amount of variance in general that you do get in the NFL. And it's why it's so hard to be hitting anything above 55% on a minus 110 spread and anyone that's able to do it. I mean... You truly do salute you truly do salute them because Billy Walters and I remember reading this from a few years ago, who is considered the greatest sports better of all time, his career hit rate fifty eight percent and he's considered by us in the industry and rightfully so to be just a trailblazer, one of the greatest to ever do it. He was hitting at fifty eight percent and the reason why is because. You do have so much variance, and you have to do everything humanly possible to not get bogged down about one or two bad losses. And it does beg repeating as well. If you were on Texas Tech in this game as well, absolutely embrace the win. Do not apologize for the big victory that you were able to get because this was a massive, massive comeback that we saw from. A Texas Tech team that had won as many games in conference prior to this night as Greg Peterson. So you do find this just from time to time. These are human beings that are playing these games, and these are human beings that are refereeing this game. I know that there were a lot of people trying to proclaim that the NFL was rigged yesterday and everything like that. Well, if it was, the first people that would be investigating it, the first people that would be absolutely ticked off, the people behind me at the sports book. They're the ones that investigate all of this. And trust me, it is not. It's just a case where you certainly do have people that aren't necessarily doing such a great job. And, I mean, you just go through life in general. And when you start to think about it, you do realize, man, there are some things I do that I'm completely brain dead on. Like, you go to get, like, a sip of coffee or something like that, and you completely miss your mouth. Like, it happens to the best of us. We all make gaffes. The best of the best and the worst of the worst, like we saw in the game yesterday, and I alluded to this a few times, and it just goes to show how human we all are. Patrick Mahomes, who's going to win the MVP, if he doesn't win the MVP, that would be just a big, giant shock in general because we're all talking about craziness that is happening. I know that there are a lot of people that are trying to proclaim that there's no way humanly possible that you can screw things up like the rest did. Patrick Mahomes. Had a play that you wouldn't see from a high schooler with the fumble that we saw with him going all Butterfingers mode. So, I mean, it does happen to the best of us and that's what makes it so frustrating and so great that all these games, all the everything that we see, it is done by human beings, not by robots. But a man that pretty much should be a machine because he does amazing work over there, covers is Andrew Cayley. We're going to get his thoughts on the Super Bowl and some NBA picks from him next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss Playing Dirty Sports Scandals.
2: You can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what?
5: himself on V-CIN, the sports betting network.
4: If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the Vsin experts do have you covered. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber for an introductory offer of just $9.99. Vsin Pro subscribers get access to a daily recap of the top plays made by Vsin hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for all the biggest games of the year where experts break down brackets, best bets, big game props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsncom slash subscribe today. And for just $9.99, you're able to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That is at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our good friend Andrew Kayley. You go north of the border. He does amazing work over there at Covers. And Andrew, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you.
6: Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little chilly here north of the border, but uh, let's heat up with some uh,
4: fun talking about the Super Bowl here. Absolutely. And maybe you brought that my way, too. I was jogging in snow today. I'm out here in In La- snow? Yes. I'm out here in Las Vegas slash Henderson, Nevada. There was literally snow on the ground. When I was doing my jog today. So that was wow. interesting to say the least. And apparently, Wisconsin, which, where I'm from, didn't have snow. So I don't know what the heck is going on here. It is a bizarre world. But what is not bizarre is the Super Bowl that we've had. I mean, if you told me before the season that we would get a Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl, I wouldn't be overly shocked to say the least. And right now, Line has settled in with the Eagles being between a point and a half to a two-point favorite. Where do you stand in terms of the Super Bowl side-slash-shuttle if you have made up your mind? Because I do think that there's going to be many people out there that are going to be gauging the health of Patrick Mahomes before making any sort of decision, and I think with the way that things have settled in right now, if you need a little bit more time to be able to take a look at things, well, you certainly have plenty of it, and there's going to be a lot of information that comes out in the next week and a half or so.
6: Uh, You're 100% right about that. I'm fairly confident that Patrick Mahomes is going to suit up and play this football game. Mm -hmm. Obviously, his percentage of health is is the bigger question mark here. And having to deal with that Philadelphia Eagles defensive front seven, which has caused for basically everyone they've played this year, the third most sacks in NFL history. This season. Um, Chiefs obviously opened as slight like, favorites in this game. But uh people like the Eagles right now. That the line jumped the fence, and like you said, it settled in and the Eagles minus one and a half, minus two sort of thing. Um, Super Bowl is obviously a very different beast from regular NFL betting. It's basically the only game of the year where the public money will outweigh sharp money. Um, but that public money isn't gonna come, obviously, until the weekend of the Super Bowl, Friday, Saturday, and and even Sunday. So uh, this movement is obviously the sharp movement we're seeing early here. And uh, the last few years, the early money has kind of shown uh, uh, which side the Super Bowl is going to go. I believe that the early money has sided with the team that's covered the spread in four of the past, past five Super Bowls, uh, if I'm not uh, mistaken there. Um, but that said, I just I find it very hard uh, to fade Patrick Mahomes, uh, getting points in in a Super Bowl. I I know the Eagles are a very good football team. Um, a lot of people like to make the case that they haven't played anybody. I just uh, I see a very talented football game, uh, team. Jalen Hurts has made tremendous strides as a quarterback. I remember watching him as this guy at Alabama who who easily lost his job to Tua Tagovailoa, like where it looked like Tua was the clearly superior quarterback. And now Jalen Hurts has taken this team uh, to the next level. Um, I just, I think that the Chiefs can use a guy like Chris Jones and push him around the line, and they can try to do their best to force Jalen Hurts to be a passer in this game. And that Kansas City secondary has been better in the second half of the season. And like I said, just fading Patrick Mahomes in these big games is is not something I'm comfortable with. I, I think I'll be leaning towards uh, the chiefs in this one, despite the fact that they're only seeing about 31% of the bets, according to our covers consensus right now.
4: And with the Kansas city chiefs, the only time they really haven't been able to cover under the watch of Patrick Holmes has been when they've been North of a touchdown favorite because they went outright, but they don't necessarily cover. That's why the chiefs, if you look at them against the spread the last few years, not necessarily the most rambunctious of records, but they do a great job of just being able to do what's important Get the job done, and I know something that you're looking at is the Super Bowl MVP odds, and right now, no shock here. The two quarterbacks they are right there at the top. At DraftKings, you're finding Jalen Hurts at a plus 110, Patrick Mahomes at a plus 130, and then two main receivers are your next guys after that. Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, they're at 10 to 1. Anyone else like Miles Sanders, Frank Clark, Darius Slay, you're able to go down the list. You're going to be getting very long odds on them. Is there any value outside of the two quarterbacks? Because no doubt, that's where you have the main value on. But at the same time, I take a look at Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. If you take a look at the odds for them to be a win MVP, honestly, if you think that they're going to have a good game, I would probably just take player props on them rather than just betting them to win Super Bowl MVP because it's not too different from just some of their basic like touchdown yardage props, what have you. And also, it's not too far off from the team's money line itself, too.
6: Uh, I'd prefer just to take like a Jalen Hurts to score in an any time. Touchdown prop. Yeah. Maybe Patrick Mahomes go over his passing touchdowns in this one as well. Um, and I think we're also going to see a lot of money on those two receivers you mentioned, uh, the tra- Travis Kelsey and um, A.J. Brown, because we've seen two guys who are not quarterbacks in the last four years, Cooper Cup and Julian Edelman wins Super Bowl MVP in two of the last four Super Bowls. Um, but nine quarterbacks have won it in the last 13 years overall. So it, it, it's hard, especially in this game with these two quarterbacks who are such an important piece of the, uh, not an important piece, like the catalyst of their offenses. If those guys have good games, The quarterbacks are having better games, and it's hard to uh, to see them not winning that. But for one, finding a little bit better value, I think I've got to go with Hassan Reddick right now. You can get him at about forty to one right now, and he's just been an absolute monster all season long. He carried that over into the playoffs. Uh, he's three and a half sacks already four quarterback hits a forced fumble another one that got called back sort of thing He, he basically took apart the Niners quarterback room in the last game to me he looks like the best defensive player in football right now and it's not just that he's a great guy off the edge they do a great job of stunting him and moving him around the line and he's just He's so fast and he's so strong. And if Mahomes is not at 100 percent, we saw him be able to escape pressure a bit in that game against Cincinnati. But uh, Reddick is the guy that can put that pressure on him. And if he gets a couple of sacks and a forced fumble, maybe in this one that gets returned for a touchdown sort of thing, or at least puts the Eagles in good position to score, I I wouldn't be shocked in, uh, in Hassan Redick uh, getting some MVP votes in this one.
4: No doubt about it. He has been just a complete game wrecker. I do like that one. And have there been any just more normal props that have been sending out to you? Like something that I was touching upon in the first segment is that some of these props that they might be minus money. Sometimes they can be the most profitable of them. Like I take a look at odds for a kick to be able to hit the posts, essentially to, to utilize it in layman's terms. I'm seeing the no at minus 650 and the yes at plus 450. I'm not sure about you, but it feels like a kick hits the post in fewer than 10% of games that I watch. I think that a no at minus 650, honestly, even though it's shocky, it offers really good value. That's one that is going to be in my portfolio when it's all said and done. Has it been a prop or two like that, whether it be a player prop or just a general game prop that has been sending out to you?
6: Uh, one I like, uh, early on is I think the first play of the game will be a run play in the super bowl. I believe that Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a big part of the chiefs game plan. If they're going to like control the clock and win this game, uh, I think they try to set that tone with him early. And obviously the Eagles are a run heavy team as well. Um, that's going to be a chalky play in this super bowl, but like I'd say you have to really sit down. And, uh, look at all other, this is not like any other game. They have so many options in this game, really sit down and do your research. And there's going to, like you said, there's going to be value to be had. A lot of people in betting these days, uh, don't look at chalk as value anymore. That's kind of what gets portrayed out there, but there is value in chalk a lot of the time, especially in this super bowl.
4: Yep. I'm right there with you. And I do think that it is so interesting Take a look at that as well. And the one The one time that I don't necessarily look at chalk because I know that we were talking about odds win MVP, I'm taking a look at it by position and quarterback is minus 650. Meanwhile, if you'd like it like a defensive lineman, that's 25 to one linebacker, 28 to one. I think that could be an alternative way to be able to take a look at that as well.
6: Yeah, that's not a gra- bad play either. I don't mind the running back as well. We've seen Miles Sanders have some big games in the playoffs, and if he scores a couple of touchdowns here, he'll ha- he'll have a chance to uh, to uh, get some votes for the Super Bowl MVP as well.
4: Absolutely, we're going to be talking a lot of Super Bowl here on e- here in the next few weeks on Vison and here on the Greg Peterson Experience. But coming up next, we've got some money to be made on Tuesday on the NBA card, and Andrew Kabley of Covers. Going to be joining me to talk about that next. Here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
5: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches, they are either too complicated to use, or they don't provide the satisfaction that you are looking for. But Zinn Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you because Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-free, leaf plus it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. By Zen online or find a store that is nearest to you at zyn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today and a warning that this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined now by Andrew Cayley, who does tremendous work over at Covers. And Andrew, I know that you've got some plays for the Tuesday NBA board. Let's just first things first before we dive in, talk about how difficult it is to sometimes gauge some of these games overnight because I know that you do an absolutely amazing job taking a look at the slate, and I'm sure that there's quite a few games that you might like overnight that you might not like in the a.m. due to load management, and it feels like it's really the hardest sport right now out of all of them to gauge overnight and be able to find value on overnight just because you do have a lot of guys that are going to get ruled out not just the night before a game or anything like that, but literally like 90 minutes before tip.
6: It, it's becoming far too common in the NBA right now to have that situation where like I've written previews for games in the morning. And by the time that five o'clock comes around, it'll have to go back and you'll see, Oh, LeBron's not playing now. And you're going to have to go back and rework that Lakers preview and rework that pick because obviously uh, a lot of these big name guys have effects on, on the line and the, the total. So so things change quickly. Um, so what I've been doing for the most part is staying away from from spreads and totals um, before we know who's actually going to play in these basketball games. Um, I would say do your best on Twitter to uh, track these teams injury reports. Um, there's a few good um, accounts out there that. That do a pretty good job of, of keeping you up to date on who is expected to be in and to be expected to be out. Obviously, that's not 100% accurate all the time, but it's it's better than nothing. And uh, another thing that I do to mitigate that is I focus on player props a lot of the time. And with the player prop, you'll either play the game and you can make your wager or <laughs> or he won't suit up and you can at least get your bet voided in that situation. So uh, that's that's been one of the ways I've been kind of avoiding these guys not playing in these games.
4: And I think that is so smart that you bring up taking a look at player props, because if you bet like a side of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the entire backcourt decides, Oh, we're not going to play tonight. Guess what? You are still stuck with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Meanwhile, if you take a player prop on say Donovan Mitchell and Donovan Mitchell gets ruled out, you do get that back because when it comes to player props, they must play a, Least a second for them to have action. So that is actually a very good way of going about this, and that is a little bit of safety net there you're able to have. Let's take a look at the one game that is very widely available in terms of books because neither of these scenes are coming off a of back to back. Feels like we're able to know what we're getting here. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Charlotte Hornets. Right now it is the Bucks, a 12 point favorite. Totals ranging between 239 and 239.5. What are you saying on this game? Because for the Hornets, no doubt. It's been a pretty tumultuous year for them. They've been without LaMelo ball for much of the campaign. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee Bucks, they've had their ailments as well, but by and large, they've been able to do a pretty rock solid job. And Giannis has been on just a complete other level the last few weeks.
6: Yeah, he's really picked up his game again. And the Bucks certainly needed it because they've played pretty inconsistently this season um, <laughs> to this going to go the fact that they actually got crushed the last time they played this Hornets team a few weeks ago which is kind of shocking considering um but the Hornets if you just look at the numbers they don't they don't match up very well with what the Bucks do the Bucks are a much longer and athletic team they're a much better rebounding team um, I expect the Bucks to be much more focused in this game and I I would lean towards them against the spread in this matchup but I don't love that big number obviously um well, the Hornets are not, not a, a great team, obviously, in that Victor Wimbiana sweepstakes right now. They they put up a lot of shots, and they're streaky, and they can get hot at times. Um, so what I'm looking at instead here is I'm, I'm looking at Giannis to go over his rebounding total uh, in this one of 13.5 rebounds. Now, that seems maybe a little high, but he's been averaging 14.2 rebounds per game over his last 11 contests. Um, Charlotte ranks 21st in rebounding rate. But why you really like rebounding in Charlotte games uh, is because there's a lot of shots that are up for grabs when the Hornets play. They take the third most shots in the NBA, which wouldn't be a bad thing if they didn't rank dead last in the NBA in effective field goal percentage. So lots of misses, too. Uh, So I really like Giannis to go over his rebounding prop in this matchup.
4: Yeah, but I do not hate that either. Giannis has been just... As hot as lava the last few weeks. And is something to take a look at. And I'm noticing that this line has moved quite a bit. The opener on the Cleveland Cavaliers and Miami Heat line. Was the Cavs being a four point favorite. As we've been doing this. We've seen quite a few books move to five. Total has moved down a little bit to a 209 and a half. Where do you stand in terms of the Cavs versus Heat? Because one of the toughest teams for me to gauge all season long. Have been the Miami Heat. It feels like they are. Very hot or cold, I guess, living up to their name a little bit in that one. But that said, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, I've actually really liked what I've seen out of them thus far this season.
6: Uh, Yeah, the Cavs are a a legitimate contender in the East with Garland and Mitchell in the backcourt. Obviously, Mitchell missed a few games here recently, but he's back now. Um, I think they're still kind of easing him into action right now. Um, But the Heat are another contender right now, and I think they've been playing their best basketball uh, of the season. Uh not not so much the last week or so, but like overall the last um since the calendar I'd say flipped over to 2023. They've been they've been playing pretty good basketball. They're a strong defensive team once again. Um but one place they do struggle um and I, I don't want to say struggle, but one place they're a little vulnerable, I guess is a better way to put it, uh, is on the perimeter. And that's because The way that Eric Spolstra has them playing defense, they collapse on the ball on the interior a lot. They collapse on Bam Adebayo and let him do his work on the inside. Um, But smart teams can kick the ball out, and they'll get some open looks for three. The the Heat allow the sixth most opponent three-point attempts per game um, while ranking 23rd in opponent a three-point shooting percentage. So uh, I'm actually looking at Darius Garland to go over his made threes prop in this one which you can get at nice plus money at about plus plus one thirty five or so Um, with Mitchell still working his way back. I think there's more of a focus on Garland in this game. Um, And he's shooting 43.3% from three point range over his last eight games. Um, I really like him to, uh, to stay hot in this one against the heat. Sorry for that pun there, Greg.
4: (laughs) I do like it. I am always a fan of being able to bust out some of those witty puns and Something that I've been looking to do is not bet on the LA Lakers. They're going to be on the road going up against the New York Knicks. The Knicks are currently a two-point favorite, and I don't know if you can convince me to bet on the Lakers, but they're a side that I've not been looking at too much this year, and I don't like them in this game either.
6: Uh, It's an interesting spot. They obviously just played on Monday night against the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James were both inactive for that game. I'm guessing because they're playing the Knicks at Madison Square Garden and the NBA went to them. And they're like, if you were to sit out one of these games, we want you playing in that game against the Knicks. Um, so obviously, Ham has come out and said that uh, LeBron's uh, leg is bothering him a little more than it's used to. But I don't know. LeBron's all, he's questionable. He's, he's the perfect example of what we were talking about earlier, right? almost every single game, and you have to keep on top of his status. Um, If he doesn't go in this game, um, look at a bunch of Russell Westbrook props, I would say. He's um, very quietly had a good season off the bench for them, and he really steps up when LeBron uh, is not playing. Um, If he does play, um, I like uh, like his assist uh, total in this one, and maybe his three-point prop as well, because um, the Knicks, they give up the second most three-point attempts per game um it's it's hard for me to gauge it like this is exactly the perfect situation it's hard for me to gauge a side or a total here until we know who is playing in this game because davis and uh lebron are just going to affect that spread and total so much in this spot
4: you do dip- you did bring up Russell Westbrook, though, and we've got about a minute for this. Do you think that he should be the favorite to win sixth man of the year? Because that has been a race that has been very intriguing. And right now with Ru- Russell Westbrook, in terms of a lot of the props markets, you're finding him right around like minus 125, minus
6: 130. I I'd say he's a deserving candidate right now. He's really, he could have been, had a really bad attitude when it came to being put on the bench by the Lakers. He's a former MVP. Uh, And he is kind of just leaned into it. And if you've watched some of the locker room stuff, he's been a a fantastic teammate. And he's really helped the team when they've needed him the most. So I I really
4: don't hate that play at all. And you help me whenever I need it the most, Andrew. You always lend great insights, my friend. You do great work over there at Covers. Thank you so much.
6: Thanks for having me, Greg. Good luck with your bets.
4: Always great to have Andrew Cayley aboard on the Greg Peterson experience and coming up next. Let's take a look at some college basketball for Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals,
1: to start listening.
5: You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on v the sports betting network.
4: Next weekend will be the last weekend of football for quite a while and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for it all. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive BetRivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets and you get a square on the house. If your numbers on the square match up with the final score of the game, you win restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonuses, and credit used to apply full terms and conditions are available at betriversquares.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by Andrew Cayley. Big thanks, Sam, for joining me to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and a little bit about the Tuesday NBA card. And it is a little bit tough to be able to gauge the NBA overnight, but Andrew, he does an amazing job of it and lent some great tips for. Being able to take a look at that and a little bit of a VEASAN pro tip as well. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by showing by sport. Do want to be gauging social media, taking a look at some of these local beat writers, these local reporters, what have you, trying to be able to gauge some entry information. I think that you should do that for all sports, but especially for the NBA because load management, it is taking over like the plague and well, very, very difficult to be able to gauge that overnight. Sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to gauge college basketball as well. That said, at the very least, I was making this joke as well with Andrew Cayley. It's not like we're going to be seeing like Zach Eadie sitting for Purdue anytime soon due to load management. The only time he's going to be out is if he's legitimately hurt. So, at the very least, you're able to feel rest assured there. We are not going to be seeing Zach Eadie on Tuesday, though, because Purdue is not playing on Tuesday, but. What we are going to be seeing is some good Big 12 action. We're going to be seeing some good Big 10 action. We're going to be talking all throughout the show about these games because we've got some uh, really, really good matchups. And how about if we go with a game that is out there in the ACC that I do think is of some intrigue? 627-628 on the board. It is Virginia Tech. They're on the road. They're facing off against Miami. Miami opened up a three and a half point favorite. Still seeing a few straight three and a halfs out there, but... We're mostly seeing four on the board, and your total on this game is between 143 and 144. And I do think that it's a very interesting ordeal because I set my number at four as well. So if you still have one of those three and a half remaining, I would say gobble that up right about now because he might not be there when it comes to tip-off time. I'm personally going to be gauging this a little bit more in the AM. See where this goes because. I like the Miami side here. I could only lay up to about a three and a half because I do think that this is going to be a relatively close game involving a pair of teams that are somewhat similar. You've got a Virginia tech team that they do play a little bit slower than Miami, Miami about 175th in terms of total possessions per game. You've got a Virginia tech team that's more around 250th, but you have a pair of teams that they are pretty efficient on offense and they're pretty inefficient on defense. Miami. Outside the top 125 in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis, Virginia Tech. They're more around a hundredth in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And both of these teams, they are built around good backcourts. As you've got a Miami team that you've got Isaiah Wong, coupled with Justin Miller, both shooting 37% from three. They combine for about 31 points per contest. They've been able to do a rock solid job. They do get a few steals, but the Seals that they were getting a season ago for Miami, not quite as many this year. And Nigel Pack, honestly, been a little bit of a disappointment right around 12 points per game, but I think it is going to be big for Miami in this game, and the reason why I did set them as a four-point favorite, no Chad O'Mear. I think that he's going to do a good job against the two versatile players for Virginia Tech and Grant Basile along with Justin Mutz. Both of these guys are able to combine for in that neighborhood about 32 points per game, Mutz. Is a little bit more of the versatile guy. He's able to give you about three and a half assists. He's able to do a good job generating a seal and a half contest. And then you've got, got Basile who's able to give you a block and a half down low. Both of these guys do a solid job of being able to shoot threes. And while Omier is a little bit more of a post presence, these guys, or I should say Omier, he does a relatively solid job of being able to guard along the perimeter as well. So he's a nice little two-way player. And then when you take a look at Virginia Tech, you do have Sean Badula. Does a good job of being able to roll out the ball right around four and a half assists. Chips in there 14 and a half points per game. Having Hunter Couture back is big as well. But Wilga we'll Poplar has been able to do a good job being able to chip in there a single half for Miami as well. I do think the Miami on their own floor should be able to get the job done. And despite the fact that both of these teams, they don't necessarily play super up-tempo. Both of these teams outside the top 170 in terms of total possessions. Per game, I do like this total over. Both of these defenses have certainly been leaving a lot to be desired. I do think that both offenses are going to be able to fire on cylinders in this game. I set my total at a 146. So looking at the over in this ordeal. And with Miami, 3-9 for less. It is a take for me with laying them. Four, if you're seeing that right now, as I'm seeing a lot of fours, I'd be holding off until the AM. You get past four. That's a take for me on Virginia Tech. Anything below the four, that is a take for me on Miami. How uh, about if we take a look at a Big Ten game that has seen a little bit of line movement as well? This is 629, 630 on the betting board. Illinois is going to be playing us at Nebraska. The Cornhuskers of Nebraska are a 13.5 to a 14-point underdog. I'm seeing a straight 13 here at Circa as well. And your total on this game is 136.5 with Nebraska. They are seeing a fall off with their defense right now. Emmanuel Bandebel, one of their better on-ball defenders, he is now out of the fold, and in the three games that they've been without him, Nebraska's given up north of 75 points in every one of them. That includes their Northwestern offense that is not necessarily too prolific, not good to say the least for a Nebraska team that the only thing they've got going for them right now is their defense, because with Nebraska, they were, a season ago, a team that played very much up-tempo. They were... A team that was in the top 20 nationally in terms of possessions per game. Now they're back down to right around 250th. But now, without Emmanuel Bandamel in the fold, they've turned into a team that they aren't generating a lot of offense, and now they're not doing a great job on defense. I will say Derek Walker has been solid 13.5 points, 8 boards. He's able to give you about 3.5 assists per game. Good versatility. And then Sam Greisel, of about 11 points, 5 boards, 5 assists. I do like what they're able to bring to the table, but. It's a Nebraska team that shoots below 63% of the free-throw line, below 31% from three-par range. It's not a good offensive general going up against an Illinois team that turns the points a lot on a per-possession basis. They're in the top 10 in the country. And at home, they're giving up more than 15 points fewer per one-armed possessions than they are in a road-slash-neutral court environment. You've got T.J. Shannon, who's your main scorer with 17.5 points per game, but what Matthew Meyer has been able to do down the stretch is has been very big for the team as Matthew Meyer got off to a very rough start to his Illinois tenure. But now he's been able to chip in there a double figure amount of points in eight out of the last 10 games coming off of a massive performance in which he really was the reason why Illinois went on the road and they were able to get a nice 61 to 51 win over Wisconsin over the weekend. And then you got Coleman Hawkins. He gives you right around nine and a half points, about five or so rebounds, three assists, He's a good combo player for this team. You've been able to have someone like a Jaden Epps be able to chip in there about 9.5 points per game, even with Sky Clark deciding to no longer be in the fold for Illinois. they be able to do a rock-solid job, and for the Sebraska team, just don't have much of a backcourt in general for them. Kasai Shaminga has been able to shoot about 36% from three, and that's about it. I do think that with the... Loss of Emmanuel Vanderbilt that Illinois is going to be able to do a good job. of being be able to get some points up on the board, which is why I did set my total at 137. I'm going to be willing to go over in this ordeal. You've got a Nebraska team that's not necessarily playing super-duper up-tempo, but an Illinois team that should be able to exploit that. And Illinois, about 95th in the country in terms of possessions per game. And this is a number that has come into my strike zone on Illinois as well. I said Illinois is a 14-point favorite. Opener on this game was a little bit closer to 14, 14 and a half. So now that we're down to, in some places, like where I sit at, circa a 13, I'm going to be willing to lay this number with Illinois to go along with this a little over. If you're looking for a game that's outside the power five, we do have a ton of action. And I do think that this underdog is starting to have a little bit of value. 605, 606 on the winning board. Western Michigan is going to be playing us in Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, between a four and a half to a five point underdog. Totals between 146.5 and 147. And with Northern Illinois, I can only accept them as an underdog of 2.5 points. I'm going to be looking to take the points. David Coit has been able to do a very solid job for this, Northwestern, or for this Northern Illinois team as he's been able to chip in their 16 points, shoots in the mid-30s from 3 point range. Now, they're without their top scorer in Keyshawn Williams, but they've been able to do a good job of mixing and matching in the backcourt. You've got someone like Zarek Nutter who's been able to give you five rebounds per game. And for Western Michigan, Bottom 20 team in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. Not good to say the least. So it is a circumstance where I did make Western Michigan just a two and a half point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take the points in with Western Michigan as well. They're a bottom 100 team in terms of possessions per game, So also diving under. And just a reminder, v pro tip. v slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by showing by sport. When taking a look at the NBA, Take a look at some local beat writers. Take a look at social media to try to gauge who is going to be in slash out of the fold before you place any of these wagers because, man, there's a lot of lineup shuffling happening there. And coming up next, I give you guys my DK Nation pick for college basketball for Tuesday here on the Greg Peterson experience on Beaston. The Sports Main Network.